You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. I guess it's my time now. My time to start talking. Hi, welcome. I'm Thomas. You're listening to In the Box on the Podcast Detroit Network. Uh, we're going to have Walt Barnes joining me shortly. So happy to have him back in the studio. He'll be here uh, in the next couple of minutes, of course. As you may know, Walt, a uh, very busy man, working multiple lots of jobs and working on a Lions game, one of them. So he's just trying to fight that traffic, which is out there, which is surprisingly bad right now. But, hey, he will join us, and we look forward to have him back in studio. But we didn't want to make you wait, so we're going to go ahead and jump right into some news and notes from around the NHL uh, from what's happened already this week. And I guess I'm going to kind of start, I guess, with the infirmary. Um, boy, a lot of players going to and from IR. We'll start with our local guy, Darren Helm. Boy, that in an a awkward, awkward injury that looked really, really bad. And word came out that he's going to miss some time. And whenever you hear that sometime, you know that's not good. So Helm will be out sometime, quote unquote, for the Red Wings, meaning they will be without one of their leading forwards for at least one of the next couple of moments. I, I know it may seem hard to believe, but, you know, Darren Helm has played top line minutes here. Up front for Detroit with uh, Mantha and Larkin. So, you know, that's that's going to be a knock to the team. But again, that means that you'll probably see some Christopher on. Hopefully that'll get Michael Rasmussen built up a little bit. Maybe move him up to a third line situation, um, which is never a bad thing. Getting those young guys into some situations where they're better um, better equipped to, to maybe make more of an impact. Uh, let's see some other names. Let's see who else was up earlier this season for the Wings. Now, you know, we it was all defensemen, it seems like, looking back on it now. But anyway, it cut it. It's still an opportunity to get some more men up front. I would, I would guess Wade Megan would probably spend a little bit of time also, or a little bit more time with Detroit, a guy that's played, you know, about 10 minutes a night, has done a, a really nice, nice job um, for the Detroit Red Wings. All right, let's leave the Wings now, and let's go to, uh, let's head to Arizona. Um, a team that Detroit played this week, a team that Detroit beat this week, but there's even more bad news for Arizona as they lose defenseman Demers out for the whole season with a knee injury. Jason Demers, one of their top defensemen, a guy that plays and logs a lot of minutes there in Arizona, and he is now not going to be available for the Coyotes down there and. The Coyotes were off to a pretty good start, have been off to a pretty good start. They were above 500 for a while, um, but he, uh, they lo- they're going to lose one of their top defensemen, and there's only so much Ekman Larson and, uh, and company can do there. Although they also get some good news. As returning from injury for the first time, um, first games this season, and it was a really good week for this player because he also signed a contract, Jacob Churchin is now back with the air, uh, in the Arizona lineup. He made a season debut Tuesday, and then later on in the week, he signed a six-year, four-plus-million-dollar-a-year deal. So Jacob Chir- uh, Churchin, Churchin, you know <laughs> timing works, man. You lose the mirrors, you get Churchin back. Actually, you get Churchin back in the lineup, and then you lose the mirrors later in the day. That's not good, but uh, at least they get some help cavalry-wise 
as uh, Jacob Churchin returns to the lineup and again signs a six-year deal and then has the potential to be a really good deal under five million for a guy that I think if Arizona um, if things work out for Arizona he's going to be playing a lot of minutes going forward um, as he kind of gets growing up and uh, as he kind of grows up and continues to mature with the Arizona Coyotes. I could end up being a steal by the time that runs out. Uh, let's stay there, right there in Arizona. Archibald suspended two games for a hit to the head on Hartman of the Predators. So they will now lose, I believe it's Josh Archibald, who will be out two games for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I believe I, that news came down a little bit later in the week. So he might believe he served one of those games. The Coyotes still without the assistance of Archibald there for a hit to the head on Hartman, a two-game suspension. Some big names, some very, very big names uh, hitting the injury report this week. Sidney Crosby was evaluated for an upper body injury, could miss up to a week or more. Um, But the good news is for Penguins fans and for Crosby fans, it was listed as it immediately came out upper body, not concussion. So that's, uh, that's really, really, really good news. For the Penguins to be able to keep Sidney Crosby, um, even if he's out for some length of time, at least it won't be a situation where Sid, Sid the kid's going to be out for um, due to a concussion symptoms. We know he's had a history with those in the past, so um, good, good to see um, that, or good, good to read at least that it's not a concussion air issue for Sidney Crosby. Um, another big star heading off for qu- quite a while now, Zdeno Chara, lower body injury. He's going to be gone in the next four to se- six weeks with a knee injury as Boston's kind of so deep defensively, and they got to be thankful for it as they've played games without Krug and McAvoy, and now they lose Chara for a stretch, um, potentially up to six weeks. Chara, one of those kind of freak athletes that does whatever he can to keep his body um, in just great, great shape. So I tend to think, though he's in his 40s now, I tend to think lower end of injuries with a guy like Chara. But um, still something for the Bruins to have to deal with as Zdeno Chara projected to be out four to six weeks with a knee injury. Let's see, there was another one. How about Andre Vasilevsky? Talking about star power here, the de- uh, the lightning netminder. Fractured a foot in a- Fractured his foot in the game this week. He's going to be out the next four to six weeks with that foot fracture. So expect to see a lot of Louis Domingue um, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky once again having a just stellar year as the Tampa Bay Lightning in general having uh, another stellar year. They currently sit atop their division as it seemingly as they have always do. Um, but a big, big loss for Vasilevsky as they lose Vasilevsky four to six weeks. They got to just be thinking, okay, well, let's just not lose too much uh, place. It was really what they got to be thinking is, is where they are in the standings and hope that we can catch up also. And they, with the, that high goal-scoring ability, Hedman back in the lineup. It's a very good defensive team. Don't just think all offense with the Lightning. A very good defensive team. Um so that being the case, Tampa Bay still does currently lead by one point in the Atlantic, 14-5-1. They're one point better than the Leafs, who are 14-6 and six straight up. So basically, as you would expect, the exact same record. Uh, Toronto doing it 
away from home ice where they are five or excuse me, nine and one, only five and five at the Air Canada Center. Lightning doing it wherever they play. Um, a seven three home record and a seven two and one record away from Amelie. Their last game out, just to give you an idea of how much that they're gonna kinda miss or how much they're gonna want Vasilevsky back was a six to five overtime win um against the Philadelphia Flyers in a game that uh I believe it was the Ming that got the start. Uh, yep. He made uh, how many saves did he get? He got 40 of 45, but the Lightning led that game by a score of 3-1 to one going into the third period, and then I believe they actually scored first to make it 4-1 to one in that fourth period, or in that third period, before all of a sudden, the Lightning, or the Flyers came storming back to steal a point, but again, the Lightning were able to skate away with a victory on that night. And again, we'll see how long. The Lightning only with 26 shots in that game as well, so... Domingue's numbers on the year, uh, who, again, you, you get the feeling he's going to be the one that's going to have to carry this team moving forward. Um, let's see here. Uh, I clicked on it. Come on. Show me Domingue. Here we go. So uh, Vasilevsky, though, this, this is one of those rare injuries, though, that could end up being a good thing because you're going to keep Vasilevsky's minutes down. That's going to end up being really, really good. Uh, or, or potentially could be a plus where, you know, a guy like Vasilevsky playing 65, 70 minutes and uh, 70 games a year, you don't want to see that, or it gives you, you wonder how they're going to be able to hold up with that in the postseason. Although Domingue's numbers, he started seven, he's completed seven with a five and two record overall, a point eight, eight, nine save percentage and a 3.58 goals against average. Yeah, they're going to not the greatest of numbers, his career numbers still Goals against, slightly north of three. Save percentage, again, just slightly north of .9. So, although he did spend some of those years with a bad Arizona team. So, eh, do with that as you will. But it'll be interesting to see. Last year with the Lightning, he started 11, was a 7-3 and record, a 2.89 goals against average, and a 9-1-4 save percentage. And honestly, if he gets close to those numbers while Vasilevsky's out, you get the feeling that the Lightning probably will be just fine um, during the course of the season while they deal with the injury to their netminder, Andre Vasilevsky. Let's see, I had another big injury here. How about in Nashville? And I'm sure Walt may have something to say about this when he arrives, but Magnus Arvidsson. Um, no, Magnus. That's not right. Magnus Arvidsson, what was that, 90s hockey? I just go all 90s hockey on you with Magnus Arvidsson. What is that, Thomas? Jeez. Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson. Let's see. Uh, just, you know, because this is what won't my users do. I get very distracted. Let me see if I can figure out where exactly and when exactly Magnus Arvidsson was a player. Magnus Arvidsson. Okay. Oh, I hit Magdalena Arvidsson. Whoa. Google that. Do yourself a favor if you make that mistake. All right. One more time. Let's get distracted and see who Magnus Arvidsson. Uh, Swedish soccer player. Well, that's cannot be the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, Swedish ice hockey player. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. There it is. Uh, Swedish ice hockey player. Uh, National hockey with Ottawa and Vancouver. All right. And he's currently the head coach of a team in Sweden who I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name for. So... I see. Not crazy. Magnus Arvidsson. It's a real name, real player. But it's Victor Arvidsson with Nashville, who's going to be at six to eight weeks with a thumb injury 
That's not good, although the, the Preds just keep cruising along. They have been fantastic all year um, record-wise, and, and they still, I believe they are still sitting atop the Western Conference, not just their division. They're sitting on top of the entire Western Conference. Um, thought that potentially there could be some issues. Maybe the roster getting stale. Remember, P.K. Subban has spent some time on uh, IR. But uh, Nashville just keeps floating along here. They lead Minnesota by three points after 20 games. Both the Wild and the Preds have played 20 games. Um, 15, or excuse me, 14, 5, and 2 so far on the season. Plus 20 in the goal differential. And believe it or not, better on the road. Eight, two, and one overall on the road, about six and three at home. Uh, you know that Bridgestone crowd, uh, very, very aid and helpful for them. But still, as it turns out, um, but the Preds got a little bit of work to do now with Victor Arvidsson being out for the next yeah six to eight weeks. They say, as I mentioned, PK Subban, um, he went to the IR projected. The, this week that he was going to miss up to three games or at least three games, I should say. So that's another loss for the Predators, who will be without Arvidsson and now without Subban for at least maybe the rest of this week and into next week. Meanwhile, the Devils, they've had to put one of their big players on IR as Sammy Vatnin headed to the injured reserve. To the injured reserve. Um, in that same period of time, uh, Nico Hirsch, uh, Hirsch, Hirschier I've been saying it right for the last like three weeks, and now all of a sudden I'm getting it wrong. Nico Hersher, he has also missed his third straight game. I believe that third straight game was the game against Detroit. Actually, he returned, actually. Check that. I believe he actually returned in the game against Detroit after missing three games. So kind of interesting there, or, or helpful for the Devils, I should say, after losing Vatnin to the IR. Although, why now that I'm thinking about it? Didn't I hear Vatnin's name a lot in that game? Oh, hey, I tell you. IR wasn't what it used to be. Doesn't it feel like in the old days, if you were on IR, you had to be on there for some length of time? And even now, is there's retroactive IR. But not now it seems like you could be put on IR on Monday and taken off on Friday. And that just seems really different than how it used to be for the longest time. Uh, let's see if we can let's see if we can get to that Wings Devils game. We'll break it down a lot more. Uh, in the second hour of the show here, but we're going to at least at least I'll kind of follow up the thought here. Gotta love the 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 random tongue clicking noise. This is what happens when you work alone sometimes. Okay, well, we'll be here. Just relax. It'll be great. We'll be fine. Everything's good. You just got to just got to get through this for a little bit here. Um, wing stage, you know, uh, another comeback. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Winning those comebacks, taking those wings as they can. Uh, so as we click on this game against the devils, but devils, a surprisingly slow start, maybe not surprisingly, they didn't really do a whole lot to boast bolster their roster. And granted Taylor hall, as good as they get, it's good as it gets, but, um, I don't know, kind of, uh, kind of surprising that they didn't take the opportunity to improve their lineup. Uh, when you got a guy like Hall, maybe I think they were expecting you know guys to take the their, the next step. Guys like Nico Hersh here, and they do have Kyle Palmieri on that team. So, I mean, maybe I can kind of see what the thought process was. But when you've got a player like Taylor Hall, you don't want to mess with his best years. You want to take advantage of every year that you can. And so, kind of surprising 
that they didn't really do a lot to booster boost their roster. Again, though, just to give you an idea how good the East is, Devils at 8-8-2, eight, eight and two, Wings at 9-9-2. Nine, nine and two. So, I mean, they're basically a point-per-game teams here. As we continue on with the Devil Talk, and while we're just finally about to get to the information that we were seeking the whole time, team stats in that game just really to kind of drive it home. Um, no, there was no... Actually, both guys did miss. I, I, like I said, I thought I saw here... Nico, no, no Hershier in that game, and no uh, Sammy Vatnin. So that's a good job by Detroit to take advantage and win those games. Vatnin on IR, Hershier uh, was also just a healthy scratch in that game for the Lightning. Excuse me, for the Devils, I beg your pardon. Uh, let's see here. Another big player who's going to be out for an extended length of time, if you haven't seen it. Kind of a, a terrible injury as Fowler for the Ducks, the defenseman, ends up getting hit in the face with a puck. He is out for, actually, I believe it is un, it has not yet been determined how long he will be out um, for at this point in time. But just a very bad luck play here is as as in a game against the Nashville Predators. He ends up taking a a, a a puck to the face with facial fractures, and and that is a game in a game against Nashville that occurred this season, so or occurred earlier in the year. So uh, troubles there for Fowler as the Ducks, who just seem to be battling the bit injury bug, just very hardcore so far on the young season. Oh, that might be Walter. Hello. Hey Thomas. Walt, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm 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 here calling in. <laughs> yeah, that traffic's wonderful out there, isn't it? it? It's super great. Like it's by the time I get there, it's gonna be we're gonna have like an hour left of the show, so we're gonna just call. Okay, no, that that that's perfect. We'll take it. Um, basically, sure. I was going. Good thing was prepped and ready to go, and I was just going through the injury report. Some of the guys that are okay. hurting and uh, guys that might be returning and. And uh, let's see, you called in right when we were talking about Fowler for the Ducks losing his face against the Predators. Yeah, yeah, and that's a tough thing for the Ducks to deal with with Fowler getting hurt. And also, Predators, Subban's out, Arvidsson's out. Yes. You know, and it, and it, it shows if you watch them. Uh, the Ducks, they're, they can't afford injuries right now, but that specific position is so bad. Yeah. That Hoover's needing it, so... If they could tra- if the Ducks can tread water for the, for the year, they'll still be in. Yeah, and because that's what the Ducks is, right? Yeah, and the, first of all, the pun of Ducks treading water is just fantastic. But secondly, <laughs> it, it's uh, the fact that they just the last two years the rash of injuries before we've hit Thanksgiving. Man, you almost feel for the team. Yeah, yeah. Guys, last just got back. Uh, Corey Perry. Last year, I think Corey Perry's still injured. If I'm not, if I'm I, not mistaken, right? I believe I believe you are correct on that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and and also you know, got to remember last year, Doc Gibson was out for a bit, and then Ryan Miller came back and took over, and looked like Ryan Miller from uh from his Buffalo, his Buzzard Trophy uh, days. Yeah, kept that well, team afloat. 
it's candidacy days in Buffalo. Um, let's go. Uh, let's travel to uh, Washington here, where in the same game, or I should say, yeah, it was in the game against the Jets. They lose Holtby, Kuznetsov, and Oshi. Um, yeah. Let's see. That was Kuznetsov took an elbow in the head from Chris Tanev. Uh, Morrissey basically gave Oshi the rock bottom, and yet the Capitals still go into Colorado and win. Yeah, well, that just tells you where that team is, right? Well, if you, if <laughs> how you, good they are. <laughs> I mean, if they, it's it's it, it's funny how this is. Like sometimes injuries to major players will do one of two things to teams. Mm-hmm. It'll galvanize everyone around them, and guys will rally around it and play everyone steps their game up, or it deflates you. Yeah, there's no middle ground. It, it doesn't. You're either going to get four out of a possible twenty points when everybody's hurt, or you're going to find a way to get fifteen, and everybody's going to be an absolute marvel of you. Yeah. Which and yeah, they, no, you're, it's 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 not how that works out, but that's exactly how it is. It's it's either it's there's no there's no middle ground, right? Right, right. Nobody just gets ten ten points and stays at five hundred. You either epically fail or you shock the world. And Washington needs every point they can because as of as of today and. You know, and I brought this up last week. It, it may seem weird and, you know, funny and all that stuff. How can you talk about the playoffs in November? But, you know, it's, I mean, Red Wings fans know because they mention it every year. If you're in the playoffs at Thanksgiving, your po- your probability of making the playoffs overall is ridiculously high. And Washington. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're almost guaranteed lock. Yeah. I, I mean, Washington, they're only four points out. So, again, I, I wouldn't, and obviously with injuries, and they, we know that their roster's a really talented roster. So, they'd want be one of those teams that if they're out as of Thanksgiving, I wouldn't think their season's over. But still, it, they don't want to fall much further than four, maybe five points back because it can be a very uphill climb. Yeah, and and you know, same thing Pittsburgh. Look at the uh, Pittsburgh. They just made a they made the trade this week. I feel like that was a trade to make a trade. Yep. <laughs> you know, kind of. Hey, we're trying here. You know, haggling for ten for uh, Tanner Pearson. Like, I mean, well, you know, they're that, kind of the same player. I, I Pearson th- Pearson has better hands, but haggling is faster. And 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 honestly, <laughs> I think that's I think that's actually just what the. The, the Kings needed. I think that's why you see the Kings made that deal is because the, you know, the, they're old and slow. I mean, that's been their problem is oh, yeah. they don't have anybody with, oh, yeah. with game breaking speed and they have anybody with game breaking speed in five years, man. I, I see. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. And they, <laughs> and they try to solve the problem with Ilya Kovalchuk. Go figure. Yeah. The 36 year old Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, which I mean, and, and that's it. The Kings are worse in the league right now. They fired their coach. Yep. The, you know they, it's it's bad there right now. It's not going well for for the LA Kings. But and, and the thing hey, is, there's no that's what happens when when you win, you reward guys, right? Yep. I mean, because the the Dustin Brown contract. I know he had a one year renaissance, but eesh. yeah, it's but that's that's the price you pay when you win, though. You you make your that's what you have to do. So cap NHL. You make your decisions on your guys you're keeping, and you and if you're right, it's great. But if you're wrong, buckle up because it's going to be a rough fall. Yep. No, you're exactly right. And um, get I want to. You're you're right about the Kings, and that's what we're seeing right now. But let's go back to Pittsburgh, where last week Rutherford said that if he doesn't see improvement, there's going to be changes. Obviously, the ownership agrees with Jim Rutherford as they gave him a three-year extension this week. So I yeah. think they're on his side with that. That they're you know it's not 
You know, the guys are there. They need to do their part. They, you see the Hagelin for Pearson trade, which, again, like you said, I don't know if there's really a remarkable difference in terms of what's there, but it's almost like that warning shot. Like, warning shots fired. Listen, yeah. guys, we're, we're not effing around here. If, if, if we don't like it and we don't start seeing improvement, um, this, you could be the next one out of town. And in addition, to make matters worse, they've got Crosby injured, not on IR, but Crosby's missed a couple of games with an upper body injury. Yeah, and and also the biggest thing with that, Matt Murray has not been good this year. Yeah, you know he's struggled big time this year for them. And and I mean, it's like I I don't watch as much hockey as I as I have in the past because new house, kids, and everything. Sure, but so so I'm down to about thirty games a week. Oh my god, of 50. <laughs> criminal, but, criminal. Yeah. But you know, watching the Penguins, watching watching Matt Murray play, like he's fighting the puck. He's just he's he's whatever. He's going through something that all goalies at some point in their career they go through it. They have they have the tough they have the tough run, have the tough stretch. You know, which you know, hopefully he comes out of it. He's strong enough to where maybe he'll come out of it and be fine. But right now, like they're they're not getting a lot of help in that. You know, and 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 special teams play they're terrible. The, the game against Tampa this week, you know, that they Brady Point, you know, what what can you do in ninety seconds? Well, Brady Point can get a hat trick. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and and all three of those goals came on the power play. Yep. And the Penguins penalty kill has just been absolutely atrocious this year. Five on five play, they've been fine. They've been okay, but when it comes to special teams, they're not there. It's not clear. Well and and, and I've got the numbers to back up your point. Matt Murray so far on the year a 4.08 goals against average and a save percentage of 0.877. I mean, if it was 1985 and you were playing with Gretzky, that's fine. you're fine. You're perfectly fine. But currently, current NHL, that's not going to get it done. Yeah, no, and and that that that's where the that's where the problem. It's it's Matt Murray has to play better, but also they they need to they need to be better in front of them as well. You know, and I feel like they they rely they rely the Penguins rely heavily on Crosby and Malkin, and they don't have a lot else there. I mean, it's and it's to a point to where are you looking at? Do you trade a Phil Kessel to get something because they don't have anything in a pipeline coming down? Right. They don't have any prospects. Right. You know, which which is the which is the penalty for being good, right? They want back to back Stanley Cups. Right. So you're not going to have a lot of prospects, but. And they, and they traded away the top prospect to get Phil Kessel. Right. Now, again, I'm not saying that was a bad trade. You got two Stanley Cups because of it. Sure. So you, and, and you're a big role into this. You don't trade championships. You know. However, Never. They're, they're fighting it right now. It's, do, do you trade a Kessel or do you look at maybe dealing a Jake Gunsel mm-hmm. to try to get something, you know? Yeah, because really, and we've had this conversation in the past, do we really know how good Jake Gunsel is? Because he's played with Crosby the majority of his career. Right, yeah. Um, 100% right, yeah. Like, how how good are you? What are you? Right. We, and, and I think we got our answer about Connor Sherry, didn't we? Yeah. I feel, because the minute he got off of Crosby's lines, he's scoring, what, 10 goals? Yeah. You know, he's, he's not that superstar player. He's not that... And that's fine player that he was with Crosby. No. You know, I mean, it, it, and it's crazy to think about the Penguins are probably going to 
they could miss the playoffs. I mean, right now they're out of it. But they're they're. I, I I don't have my computer in front of me to look at the standings, but I, I know at one point this week they were in last. They were the last place team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I I do have them up, and I am looking at it, and they are currently sitting at tenth. Um, with at eighteen games played, seventeen points. So it, that's kind of the weird thing. So between the thir- the first team out of the wild card and the Penguins, there's four points and everybody sits. But Montreal is sitting at, at the second wild card spot. They have 25 points. So technically, Pittsburgh is eight points out of a playoff position. And we're, right. and, we're coming up to Thanksgiving. that's what the league is right now, right? I'm sorry? That's what the league is. Everybody, everybody has a shot. Everybody's still in it. With the exception of the LA Kings, I think they're the furthest out of the playoff spot. Yes, the team right now. The Kings are nine. But, the pen, the pens are the pens and the Panthers are eight. And uh, after that, Vegas is five, and uh, New Jersey's borderline as they are sitting seven back. So yeah, I mean nobody's nobody's fifteen out already. You know nobody's and then New Jersey be six back, but you know the wings. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. Yeah, I. I, I I will say this. It, it's funny watch this season. I mean, it's it's a toss up at this point because I mean, you look at you look at Tampa, right? Look how good Tampa is. But watching Tampa, their their five on five play. If you stay out of the box against Tampa, you can beat them. That's what Washington did in playoffs last year. Tampa stayed out of the box and they beat them. Right. Like you give Tampa a power play, you, you keep giving power plays, they're going to score. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to score on you, and they're going to make you pay. But five on five, they're almost they're like the two thousand and three Red Wings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, where, where on a power play, they're going to score, and there's nothing you can do about it. But five on five, you can you can hang with them. Yep. And, and that's what the Lightning that's what the Lightning are to me right now. If you stay out of the box, you can beat them. And, and remember, and I, I think I think right now, hands down, head and shoulders, the best team in the league. Are are the National Predators, and and they're missing two of the most important pieces of their team yeah. in Arvidsson and, and Subban. Yeah, they and I think there's. I still think they're they are the best team in the league well, by far. We talked about it as you know, third year, almost third year with an identical team. It's either going to be okay. Now we've dealt with the heartache, so let's go get our cup, or it's stale. Now what's going to happen? I mean, isn't that really the two outcomes that's that's going to happen in Nashville? And the fact that they are coming out guns a blazing, it does bode well. I, I, you know, it bodes well for the fact that there's, you know, as a group, they haven't given up on each other and they still want to play for and with each other. Yeah, and Renee's been outstanding. Sorrows came in was outstanding when Renee got hurt. Um, they they plug in Dan Hamus. I mean, they're they they are a very dangerous team. They're. They're clicking on her at the half uh, last night for them. They, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. That, that's a team where uh, in the seven-game series, there's not, there's not many teams out there that I think can beat them in a seven-game series right now. Um, I, I'm going to jump. I know I hate I hate to jump back, but I, I mentioned it. No, I'm sorry. Um, just because, you know, you may not have heard. Uh, Vasilevsky is now actually out. Speaking of the Lightning. He's going to be out four to six weeks with a foot fracture, and they're, yeah. they're going. I I believe, I, as far as I know, it's going to be Louis Domingue's show, right? Yeah, and and I wonder. And and here's the thing that I wonder, right? Okay. 
at the beginning of the season, I wonder how many teams were thinking that if we run into goalie problems, we can go to Detroit and get Jamie Howard. Now, the Wings, they're in the thick of a playoff run, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So they're not going to be they're they're not going to be trading Jimmy Howard, and but now the the rumor circulating is that Howard is working on a short term extension with the Red Wings, which would be fantastic. Which I, which I think is a great move. Yep. Because they don't have However, they don't have goalie in the pipeline that that's going to be ready in the next couple of years. So it, it really does you know, make sense. And but I I, I want like I wonder if if the Wings were still sitting. You know, if, they, if the Wings are, are 10 points out at the deadline, right? Mm-hmm. How many teams are making a call to the Red Wings about Jimmy Howard? It's a, it's a good question. Because, I mean, because you look around the league, Mike Smith has been playing good in Calgary. He's been struggling. And the Flames, they're good this year. Yeah. And their biggest question mark is Mike Smith. Uh, Brian Elliott just went down with an injury in Philly. Yep. Flyers having goalie problems. I, I, you know, I know. When did that ever happen? I, I seriously, I said that. that's exactly <laughs> what I said last week. It's he's projected to be out two weeks. He returned from injury, got hurt in his first game back. He's projected to be out another two weeks. And all of this while um, Michael Neuvert's on IR, I believe. Yeah, and 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 then like I, like you said, I look at Tampa. Like all right, Vasilevsky's hurt. Okay. The, he comes back and is healthy, but even if he does come, he, he go, does come back fully healthy. What you know? There's a guarantee he's going to be great, right? Are you are you really going to want him to be playing five out of every six games, if not more than that? Yeah. Because that's basically what he does. You know, he's a sixty-five game year game guy. And and Corey Snyder's really struggling in New Jersey, but. Kincaid's a UFA after this year, so what 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 is New Jersey thinking? Yeah, it, it's funny. It it seems like this year, or it seems like it's it's kind of been the thing. Maybe the last, like it's gotten progressively worse. Where you know there was there was a brief period of time where not every team felt like was was fine with net, but it felt like more teams than not were settled in net. And now I feel like, boy, like half the league at this point right now. Really isn't settled with their goaltending position. Oh yeah, no. There's, I mean, yeah, no. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's take your pick of who, take, take your pick of goalies at this point. I mean, good, t- good luck finding them. I mean, Tuka Rask me, play fantasy hockey. So. <laughs> well, because well, because Montreal's winning in spite of Carey Price, not because of Carey Price. His numbers aren't good this well, year. He's yeah. he had a well, good well, week. Well, Mon- but. Montreal, they they told Carey Price, hey. You're gonna you're gonna you're you're gonna work on your game in practice, and we're sitting you. Right. <laughs> you know that's what they did, and and it's it, it's it's weird. The goal the goal, the goaltending this year is weird. <laughs> how about how about the uh, and oh, go ahead. But uh, and and on for I don't know if it's ironic or not, but one of the teams who doesn't have goaltending issues are the Red Wings. I know. There's a <laughs> Jimmy Howard's been good, and Bernie has. And Bernie has settled down, and Bernie's been good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you it, know, it's it's weird to think about that, but yeah, that's where they are. And also the Islanders, Leonard settled down and settled down and has played really well for for the Islanders. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> how many people laughed at Lula Morello and Barry Trotz when they said, "No, we we like where we're at after Tavares signed with Toronto. We 
we're we're gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Uh, and oh, we oh, stood yeah, here. No, we laughed at I'm him. Guilty. Yeah, we laughed I'm at him. Guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty. For, <laughs> I'm that person who was like, really, you didn't. You added Robin Leonard. You have that case as your goalie. That's gonna be a problem. That's the, gonna be a problem solver. Well, apparently he. He, he was. Yeah. And that's why they're in the positions they're at. And that's why they're in the position I'm at, right? Well, well, what I would say is, I mean, how, what, you know, it, is it really that much of a coincidence that the Islanders get things going together with a coach like Barry Trotz behind the bench? Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting at 10, 7 and 2 on the year, 22 points, which is amazing. Get this. They're tied with the Rangers for second in the Metro with Columbus leading yeah. it. Like everybody predicted. Yeah. I mean, also, I got you. Got to look at you know the Islanders and the Islanders, Senators, and Canadians. Those are the teams that are doing way better than I thought. And you got to wonder, like, you know, is, is there is there any effect of finally having that stress gone of if players are staying or going? Right. Right. I mean, because it's you know last year there was uh well tomorrow's he's going to say he's going to go like. And everyone, and and maybe that that's just a weight lift in the locker room. Same thing in Ottawa with, with Eric Carlson, right? Like the players are, like, like okay, he's gone, and now it's it's over and done with. Right. There, there's something to be said for that. And in Montreal, I mean, they, yeah, you know, they they traded Galchenyuk, they traded uh, Pacioretty, and uh, Placanics retired. Yep, out of nowhere. <laughs> Great signing, guys. Yeah, but but you know, but. Even with that, it's working out for him. Max Domi, he's matched his goal total from a year ago. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you know? He's on some sort of incredible streak right now. Oh, also, just like Max Domi and Anthony Duclair are both having stellar first pass of the seasons right now. I'm, not in Phoenix. And and, they, and everyone and three years ago, they were looked at as, as a youth and the young guys to bring up the Coyotes. And neither one of them are there anymore. I'm sorry, the, it was Domi, and who was the other name you mentioned? Declare. Anthony yes. Declare. Yeah. Is, is, he, is he fitting in well with Columbus? He's doing okay. <laughs> he's doing pretty good. He's oh. got six goals. Yeah. He's doing pretty good. Ah. You know, and, and, but, and also, here's the thing. Well, all this, you, you, Columbus, they, there's some decision-making there because Bobrovsky, I don't think he's staying there. I think he's going to resign there. And Panarin... Doesn't you know? Aaron basically said he's he's planning at right. He's basically said he's you know. Uh, didn't he say New York? Didn't Panarin say yeah? yeah. They really want to go to New York. Yeah, let's go to New York or L.A. Yeah, it's where he wants to go. Oh my God! Could you imagine L- L.A. got to be thinking? All right, let's clear this cap space. We could get Panarin. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know how. Um, moving. Getting getting back to the goaltending situation though, real real fast. What did what did you what did you make of Tuka Rask and a leave of absence and then he has returned from that leave of absence? But what do you make of that? Um, oh, from kind of kept everything close to the close to the vest there. But from what I understand, he he had a legitimate family uh, issue. Okay, and and that that's what that was. It wasn't anything hiding anything. It was like a legitimate family issue. With him, but I mean, who, the backup? Who's your backup? I can't think of her. I can't think of her backup. Right? Yours, Lock. Halak, yeah. Halak, Halak's played very well. Good. Yeah, yeah. 
because we, we broke this down last week, or because on last week's show, it was, it was he had just announced it. I think he announced it last Saturday that he was going to take the leave of absence. And then you looked at the, you know, so I was looking at the the numbers. I mean, Halak was a full goals against better. I think his save percentage was point four higher. But I'm I'm always to an extent. There's all your your backup goaltender might have better numbers because your backup goaltender is going to play the Arizonas and the bottom five teams in the league, and that's when you're going to get your backup in. So a backup that's got 15 games played and a a two goals against average and a 9-2-5, I'm assuming most of those games are against, you know, bottom 10 teams in the NHLs. But the gap between Halak and 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 and, and Rask in this instance, it was it was pretty noticeable. So even with with Rask gone, and hopefully whatever it is, then it got worked out. And if he comes back playing strong, even though they did lose Bergeron um, to an upper body injury, he came came back yeah. from a road trip early, so that's not going to help. Because in some ways, I really think that it, that's a one line show. I mean, it's a one line show and six defensemen, but. Chara's out too, so they and, and McAvoy's still out, and and I believe Krug's returned, but Ch- yeah, now Krug's back, and yeah, like, a, like Krug's a, back, but I, like I said, McAvoy's out still. Like I said about a half hour ago, Chara's out, so a lot of turn. This is a big stretch of time for Boston too. Yeah, and it's and can't you, can, you have to remember Halak was uh, he people in Montreal. Killed the Canadians for letting Halak walk and keeping Carey Price. Yep. You know, remember that. They traded him to St. Louis, and people in Montreal are pissed because Halak led them to a, in, in a little playoff run there, and they chose Carey Price over Halak. So, yeah, we're not that far removed from that. Let's be fair. When are people in Montreal not pissed? Well, yeah, uh, well you know, <laughs> man, that's. Uh, I know, I know. Although Shea Shea Weber back at practice, yeah, and Subban's out now, so it'll even out maybe. Yeah, no. What what was the state (laughs) you said? A little bit. What what did you send me this week that Subban had 110 points with the Preds while Weber has played 106 games? Yeah, he had more points with Nashville than Weber had played games with Montreal. Yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 see about that. (laughs) Like that's. That's one of those trades where it's like, yeah, your Montreal's never gonna win that trade. No, nope. no, they're really not. <laughs> and and with the exception of well, the only way they win that trade is if they win the Stanley Cup and Shea Weber is a consummate winner. <laughs> that, like that's the only way they win that. That trade. is about yeah. No, you're right. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna argue with that. That's about right. Or yeah, if he's not, if he's not the consummate, he did log 27 minutes a night. <laughs> yeah. Like and that's what, and and you know this at the time of the trade, I was like, this is a stupid trade from Montreal. Like you traded PK Zuban in a player for player deal. Yeah, like that dude is worth more than that, yeah. more than what they got back for him. But here we are. Well, it, you know, and I remember see, and I I think it was the summer before we started doing the show, so it, or before I joined the show, I should say, I was just like, well, what, I kind of just like, what's the point of this? They were like two, what, three years difference in age? Two, it's it's no, not four, like a, right. you know. Yeah, it's not a lot, but yeah. There's a difference in, I mean, the, both had big contracts. It's like, what's the point of this? And then just as it's gone on, boy, it's just become abundantly clear. What a what a win for the Predators. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's one of those, at the time of the deal, I was like, this is a stupid trade by Montreal. Good for Nashville. Yeah. And Subban's first year in Nashville, they go to a cup final. Yep. And which 
Which they would have wanted that better goal <laughs> And Shea Weber played <laughs> 60 games for a Montreal team that finished, I think, worse than the – that was the year Price yeah, got yeah, hurt they, and they were Gary, the worst. Gary Price got hurt and it just – everything fell apart for them. Yeah. Um, now, this isn't an injury thing, but this is somebody coming back from, from a suspension. Tom Wilson had his suspension redu- uh, reduced from 20 games to 14. Comes back, gets in a fight, and scores a goal in the first his first game back with the Caps. Yeah, he was an assistant away from the Gordiano hat. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I, I'm a fan of Tom Wilson. I, I like Tom Wilson. Um, I think you need players like Tom Wilson on your team if you're going to have any success. You know, I mean, the, 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 the stupid stuff that he does, yeah, I mean, it hurts, but whatever. Like, I'd rather have him than not have him. Right. No. I watched, you know, he, 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 he knows his role, and he plays his role really well. It, J- just like Matthew Kachuk in McCalgary plays his role really well, right. and he's really, good at, he's really good at what he does. He helps you. It, he, the team is better. Watch his better with Tom Wilson and and the, you know it's I'm gonna use the term that I love to use and it allows for perceived de- it, it adds to their depth obviously not just because it's another winger but it's another winger that plays top line with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and then that second line of Oshi and um oh my Backstrom. god thank you can play together and now <laughs> you create you've got those two lines that were just so good all of last season, so good through the postseason, yeah. and now you can get back to once Oshi's healthy and Kuznetsov is fully healthy, you can get back to rolling those top two lines and still having maybe one of the best third line centers in the league and Larzello holding down the fourth there. Exactly. Yeah. And and the thing with Tom Wilson is he's a guy he which is why I go like when people complain around here about the Red Wings roster, right? Like, oh, why do you have Darren Helm? Why do you have Lindsay? Because those guys, you need those guys if you're going to suggest in the playoffs because they play the hardest men. They play those hard minutes. They they go into the tough spots of the ice and win puck battles. They go against the boards. They go into corners. They score. They score the dirty goals. You know, they score those hard goals right. in front of the net. You know, you need those guys. You're going to have success. And and in you it, know, I mean, and you made the and and Tom, and Tom Wilson, he's that guy. He he goes, he gets the puck, he goes in the corners, he goes against the boards, he he wins those puck battles. He he's a freaking pest, and other teams hate him. So you know, he's going to draw at least a penalty a game. Yeah, because he's someone's going to he's go, he's going to do something that's going to annoy someone. They're going to go after him, retaliate, and you're going to get that power play because of it. You know, you need guys like that on your team if you're going to have any sort of success you can't have a team full of superstars and and you know i mean what even even the wings old two team that was nine hall of famers you still have your kirk maltby's and your darren mccarty and your chris draper and your steve duchesne's you have those guys out there who play those tough minutes those hard minutes who who get all the dirty work to make things work for you and then in in addition to that you know and and it's a it's a point that you make that's that's fantastic that you know nobody really ever has an answer for when I try to bring it up to other people is that who okay yeah is are the are the Cronwall Erickson let's let's just say Helm Nielsen and Ablocator are they are they big contracts for players that may not may not be as good when it's over and all that stuff yada 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 but at the end of the day who did we miss out on. Who did? Yeah. Who chose yeah. not to come here because of cash? Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right, and that's how I feel. It's like 
And my thing is like, all right, a contract's a contract, right? Whatever. Build the contract. It's signed. It's signed. It's done. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. What, what what matters more is like okay is the guy is is he playing is he contributing okay or is he sitting or, or are you is he sitting in a press box every night eating popcorn right you know you're paying on that big number yeah no or is he on the ice I mean well, let's these, face these it these guys are on the ice yeah they're playing the Wings at their best and, has had Darren Helm on their top line the Wings at their best got this winning streak going. When guys like Cronwall and Erickson and Green and Daly got back from injury and they could finally have some experience on the back end, it, it, it's not a mystery that things turned around when the Wings got healthy defensively with all those people back there that everybody wanted gone. Oh yeah, and it's it's and I, my my thing I've I've said this and you know like I've always said the, all the Wings defensemen they're playing a spot higher than they should be. Yep. You know, Erickson should not be a 20, 20 minute a night guy. Right. Green should not be playing 25 minutes. You know, right. Conwell shouldn't be playing 23 minutes. Like, those guys, the Kaiser should not be playing 22 minutes a night. Like, and if they play in the roles that they are better suited for, those guys are, they're, you would take those guys 100% of the time. Right. Right. I mean, and, and there's not many outside of Nashville. In Calgary, you know how, how many teams are, are rolling two defensive pairings that would be a number one defensive pairing on any other team. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Nash. You know, well, well he's Subban's hurt now, but they're rolling Ekholm and Subban, Yossi and Alice out there. Who seriously? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's laughable how good that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, you know, and. How many how many teams can say yeah we have two top pairing defensemen? Two, we, have, we have four we have four defensemen who could be easily be number one defenseman on any other team yeah. they play on. How yeah. many teams can say that? No, you're you exactly know, and, right. and Cal, you know it's not a lot of teams. Yep. No, you're you're exactly right on that. Uh, it's, and and now like watching this Red Wing team again, like I mean a, another one goal game yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. With the exception of the Boston Montreal game, every game they've lost has been by one goal or an empty net goal. Yeah. And with the exception of the Coyote of the Phoenix game, every game's been a one goal game that they've won. I mean, these guys are they're in every game. Yep. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that. And we saw and we talked about it last year. You know how they led the league in overtime games. Hey, you right. know, they played the most overtime games. Last year and all the one goal games they had. Yep. Like this, they're not terrible. They're not. Which makes me happy. Absolutely. Um, how f- how far out are you making any progress? Uh, no. I I seriously, I'm I'm trying to turn around. Okay. Because by by the time I get there, it's gonna be stupid. Like okay. I'm gonna walk in and we're gonna be saying bye. Okay. Um, so I'm 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 working on I'm I'm working on turning turning around and heading home. Okay, then. But I'll stay on. I'll stay, I'll stay on. I was going to take a break. How do we? We can do a break. All right. Well, am I going to show? break. So, what? Just call me back in five minutes? Should we do that? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, just because I don't know how to mute everything and I don't know what's going to happen. So, why don't, you, why don't you give us back a call a call back in 10 and we'll, we'll break down this week with the wings. Deal. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Walt. Hey, and we are going. No, we're going to take a quick break, step aside, 
And when we come back, we will take a look at the Red Wing week that was. Thank you for joining us here. We're in the box. We're coming back in this timeout. All righty. I'm going back to work here on In the Box. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. Walt was on the Skype line. We're going to let him know we are good to go back, and uh, we'll bring him back in as we broke down some of the news and notes. And he was listening and ready to go. Walter, good, sir. Yeah, All I'm right. here. So, Wings come into this week, three games, and maybe play their most impressive game of the season on Tuesday, huh? Yeah, dominated for Battle Wings on Tuesday night. I actually got to watch that one up close to personal. <laughs> Did you? Good, good, uh, good. Now, yeah, went, went, to the, went to the game. Uh, like I, every time I go to Wings games, I remember that I hate people. So <laughs> 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 it's just I like stupidity that comes out of people's mouths when they're in public is amazing to me. Oh, I know. But but yeah, it was. Awesome game. I mean, their most complete game of the year. They dominated it from start to finish. Um, um, you know, they, they've been relying a lot this year on the goalies, on, on the goal, on the goal tendies to kind of keep them in games. Obviously, they need that Tuesday night with a 6 nothing win. Um, off after the game, they were phenomenal. Uh, and I... I, I'm very impressed with the play of Luke Lindenning over the last five games. Okay, always good. But he's well. He's he's really stepped his game up, and you know, he's and now he's starting to score too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been very good defensively, been very good in the faceoff circle. I think I think he went, but I think he ended what ten of eleven yesterday in the faceoff circle against the Devils. Oh. You know, I like he he was he was he's very good in the faceoff circle, killing penalties. He scored he scored goals back to back games now. I'm really impressed with him. Um, Jimmy Howard played phenomenal again, and 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 you can tell the young guys Rasmussen and Ch- Chalowski, they're getting comfortable in the roles. And Dylan Larkin, I mean, the guys will step away from being a superstar in this league. I you know yeah. No, it's amazing. You're exactly watching him develop. I I mean, it's it's you know, he's one of those players that are turning into every shift. You know, he's on the ice because he's done yeah. two or three things. He's cleared the puck. He blocked a shot. He took a shot. He had a good speed on a rush. He did just every time he's out there. He does something ninety nine percent of the time positive, and you know when he's out there. Yeah, he's comfortable with his own skin. He's yeah. comfortable playing in the league now. And and leave it to the Red Wings to get a steal at 16. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, you know, jury's still out on the steal on, tw- on uh, what was that? that? Anthony Mantha went 20. He scored his six to start the ga- that game off, 10-13. He gets his six yeah. from Nielsen and Green. Chalowski gets his third from DeKaiser and Bertuzzi at 12-24. Rasmussen closes the period at 17-22 from Larkin and Green, Rasmussen's third. And that's that's the almost, in addition to it being a 3-0 lead, it's even more of a perfect period because the goal scorers were Mantha, Chalowski, and Rasmussen. It's not Nyquist, uh, Vanek, and Nielsen. Not, not that there's right, anything yeah. wrong with that, but I mean, when you see when those are the names of the guys scoring, 
that's just that much better for this team. Yeah, you're right, because that, that tells you that the youth on this team is good, the young players on this team, there's a pulse there. Yep. And and for for whatever all we kept hearing about the Chikrin Chalomsky comparison, which I from the outset I thought was ridiculous. Right. Because everyone's like, Well, Chalowski came in NHL right away and and, and no, sorry, Chikrin came in NHL right away and Chalowski he didn't. And it's like, Well, not every player develops the same rate. Well and here's the you thing. Know, when, like, when are people gonna realize that this is they st- right or wrong? As long as the the same kind of regimes here, there's there's still going to be the Red Wings way. They're still not going to oh, give yeah. rookies spot in the lineup. It's just not. I mean, yes, Larkin. But think about how long before Larkin it was before a rookie was on the opening night roster. Not out of necessity yeah, because this year it was a different, little bit different with some of the defensemen. But well, yeah, prized. Even the prize number one overall or number one first round draft picks, they don't start up in Detroit. It's just it's how they run it, for right or wrong, for yeah. better or worse. It's just how they do it. Well, and and also it's because like usually the right way we're going to take the guy who we can who needs that time to develop and can be good, right? Right. And and that's and that's part of the thing when people like are pissed off. Kid Holland's terrible. Well, well, no, he wasn't awful for the first ten years of the job. He didn't forget how to draft. Right. You know the the problem was that the rest of the league figured out the Red Wing system. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, and we we talked about it a little bit a little bit last year. You know, and 10, 15 years ago, Victor Albertson, the Windsor probably drafted him in the fourth round, right? Not the Nashville Predators. Right. You know, John, Johnny Gaudreau, who's the seventh round pick, who's one of the best players in the league. The Wings are probably taking him and not the Calgary Flames. Right. You know, like the rest of the league caught up. It took them a while. They finally caught up to the Red Wings and figured out their system. Yeah. And that's part of it. And also, it's like just because you can have two guys drafted in the same year, they're not going to develop at the same rate. Right. You know, and especially defensively. You know, I watched Chalowski tear it up in, in, in the WHL in the last two years. And I was really like, well, you, you know this. I was excited to see him play this yep. year. Yes, you were. Because I watched him play, and I'm like, this, like, he, he went to, he went, he went to St. Cloud State for a year. He couldn't really, didn't see the ice because the college system is a lot different than the junior system. And that team didn't fit what he needed. And the Red Wings told him to go play junior to leave college if yeah. he was going to be a better hockey player. And he went to, to junior. And here he is now. He, by far and away, I think he, you, you can, he's one of our top defensemen yep. this year. So at this point in the season, he's one of our top defensemen. Yep. No question. You know, and, and 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 people comparing him to the chicken, and it's like there's wait until they're both twenty six and see where they're at. Right. You know, you can't compare them right now. Although to Arizona's but, credit, something we we, we we talked about before uh before you, you called in was he does uh Chikrin did get get a six year deal at under five million per, which if he continues to develop and improve, that could be a steal for Arizona. Oh yeah. Oh no doubt. Which is, I'm I mean, sure, what they're, they're hoping they're gonna, for. They're gonna have them. They, they have Chicker and Ekman Marston, and they have Thomas on their blue line yeah. for the next few years. Yeah. I mean, that, it, 
and you have Anthony Ranta and that, and who's who's out right now? Right. You know, going back to what we talked about in the first hour, injury problems with teams. Ranta's out. Yep. And so that's my hope in the Coyotes. We we also talked about that they lost Jason Demers, which probably the fourth they're completing their top four was Jason Demers. Yeah. So I mean, I know. They're on track to be a pretty good team going forward in the next few years. Well, they we'll see. Though took them long enough, but back in the game, <laughs> in the second period, Luke Lindetting would get his second of the year from Ablocator and Jensen. Uh, that came at eleven thirty-two of the second, four nothing Detroit, and then in the third, another another guy that you want to see on the score sheet, Andreas Athanasiu, got his seventh uh, from Helm at one forty-four. And Mike Green would get his first of the year from Athanasiu and Nielsen. Nielsen up to t- double digits assists, his 10th of the year, seven uh, ten the time of that one. Uh, and it was Lawson Krauss that would uh, break up the shutout at 11-21. Hinnestroza and Strom get the assist, but the Red Wings would skate away with the 6-1 to victory. Um, you know, something else, well, while I've been doing these recaps, I've noticed Red Wings are winning about 55% of the faceoff, it seems like, every game. Yeah, it, it, I, 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 I swear, I, I feel like this, this Red Wing team, if they, if they sorted out the penalty situation, because they're shorthanded, they're, they're, they're the fourth or fifth most penalized team in the league. Yeah, they sort that out. This, this team, I mean, this is a playoff team right now. At the right. If this is if this I mean, is what I mean, they are, if the last ten is what they are over the first ten, you're exactly right. And I'm not saying you're going to win seven of every ten, but just well, more, yeah, what's no. more indicative of and, who you are. And 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 I feel even with the O five and two start, I'm like this team isn't that bad. I mean, right. they've been, with the the Boston and Montreal games are the huge your your major exceptions to the rule. Well, and and remember, and and I yeah. like to I like to bring this up about that Montreal game. Was that in that game? It was Sulak and Hicketts and Chil- oh, I, nah, I'm forget. It was four young defensemen. Heronic. Heronic. Yeah, because he was the one that scored because, two goals because, for Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Placanich and and uh, Montreal they beat the Wings seven to three, but four of those goals were just really fluky fucking goals. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, there's a tar goal that that hit. Like I, I, I think it, it ping pong off of. Off of everybody, including the the, the popcorn guy, yep. and then went in the net, and <laughs> and the penalty shot that came when the, when he still got a scoring chance, which I thought was kind of odd. But but the moral of the story is that's why we I I kind of like to harp on these or or, or kind of always like to mention these these number these quote unquote old overpaid defensemen because it's not much of a mystery that this turned around when. Erickson, Green, Daly, and Cronwall became fixtures in the lineup again. Yeah, and also Erickson missed the last few games because he's still battling the injury bug there. But yeah, it's, but that allowed the Kaiser yeah, to come it, back. It, so what, I mean, it's you, almost you, okay. You, yeah, I mean, but you, you need to have that experience on a blue line. Yeah, you need it yep. to show the, especially to show the young guys, right? Yep. Be, be, and and here's the thing, you you know, Nick Listrom wasn't Nick Listrom right away. No, <laughs> you know he has some growing pains. How dare you I say mean, that? Not how a lot, dare you but, say that? You know, 
yeah. blasphemous in this town. Drew Doughty wasn't Drew Doughty right away. Eric Carlson wasn't Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson is even Eric Carlson right now. I know. That's true. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he's struggling in San Jose for whatever reason. He's struggling there. But, you know, and, and I will always say, you don't know what you're having in the defenseman until they played about 150 games. You know, it, it, it's funny that you should say that because it was Kenny Holland actually said, or not Kenny Holland, Ken Daniels during our Red Wing broadcast actually said something very similar to that where, and I, I forget, it was one I've, it was quite a few games ago, but he said that, that the average NHL defenseman isn't really comfortable and prepared until he's played 200 games at, in the NHL. Yeah. Because it takes that long. For defensemen to really see, you know, commit the turn, commit all the turnovers, make all the mistakes, learn from them, not make them the next time, and it can take up to two hundred games for guys to really feel good. And it, it's, and that's why what's so exciting about Chalowski is that he's doing what he's doing, twenty games in, and he's, you know, you if he continues the kind of that uptick to get better and better, you know, they really do have something there. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing: he's going to hit that rookie wall, right? Absolutely, that all rookies hit. We got you know just like you know Larkin, Larkin, Larkin yep. hit that wall absolutely. It got scary you know, there for he, a minute with Larkin. He hit it for like almost a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, he played center. Center is a very hard position to play in NHL. Yeah. That's a tough position to play because you know, and but he's gotten better at faceoffs. I mean, the, the game last, the game yesterday, on the game winning goal, that happened because he won a faceoff. Yep. You know he won a draw, yep. and and his and with his speed and skill, that, I mean, the guy is unbelievable. He's he is set. He's he's making strides to being a superstar in this league. Oh, I agree. And it's exciting to see. It's it's exciting to see him have that ability. Um, to uh, no, I'm not there. So never mind. We'll, we'll get, hold that thought. But uh. So the Wings, after the win over Arizona, they would end up going to Ottawa. One of the first games... Where, where again, they played a really good game. Craig Anderson stole the show there. Yeah. Two penalty shots he stopped uh, in the third, in the final final period to, to really help lead Ottawa to that 2-1 to victory. Yeah, I mean, that was a... I mean, we, we saw Ablocator Ab- apparently has something going on in, with, with the Ottawa Senators because they, they were... He had a target on his back. Yeah. <laughs> they went after him. He fought Brady Kachuk, um, which is a guy that, well, you know, I re- I wanted Brady, I wanted to wait to take Brady Kachuk if he was available, because I think that kid has a, has a ridiculous amount of talent. And you, but, you mean, sent they, me that great line they, that he said about standing up for, for <laughs> standing up for Mark Stone because it's his landlord. That was such a yeah, great yeah. quote. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, that, that that was rent. So you know, but but you know, watching you know the wings, Craig Anderson made, made a plethora of saves in that game. They played they played well enough to win. They just couldn't get it done. Jimmy Howard again, stellar in that for the wings. You know, gave him a chance only a couple minutes. I mean, I, I that, that's one of the, and again another one goal loss, right? Right, right, right. I mean, you know, so I. That's one of and that's one of those games where I look at them like they didn't play terrible. They fought hard. They just the other team just just got them. I'm okay with games like that. You're yeah. not going to win every game, right? Yeah. No, no one's ever gone eighty two and zero, right? <laughs> you um, know, 
the getting to the recap here, Cody Cece started the scoring with a goal late in the first period. He would score from uh, Duchesne and Stone, each of them getting their 14th assist, and that's how the first would end. And it, in the second, two goals, uh, Michael Rasmussen would get his fourth, starting to put the puck in the net. Goals in back-to-back games at that point with from Green and Daly at 3.55. Uh, Drake Batherson, making his NHL debut, would get his NHL goal. First NHL goal at the 7.05 mark of the second. Um, it was a power play tally from Duchesne. That made it 2-1, to one, and that was pretty much how the scoring ended besides the two big um, penalty shots that were saved by Anderson in the third period. Yeah, and I will say this. Rasmussen, that kid has a knack for uh, for tipping the puck. He, he's like Dino Cicerelli-esque with his ability to tip that puck and then that, man. Like, he, he has a stick down. He's in the right position. And he's only going to get better. He's only, yep. what, 20? Yep. If that. <laughs> and 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 he's... Like that's that's what I mean. Like when I, I when I, I just watching Rasmussen play, now he had the penalty shot. He, he didn't score, whatever. But watching him play, it makes me excited for this team's future because I see how this I see what this kid is doing right now right. in his rookie year. You've got to think. Well, he's only going to get better, right? And and the biggest knock for whatever reason people had on well, he only scores power play goals, okay. Yeah. Can we think of a time when the Red Wings couldn't score power play goals? Hmm. Like the, the seems one of the biggest downfalls the last two years, especially in their last and their last two playoff runs were their inability to score in a power play. Yep. You know, and I yeah. and I'm looking at because this is goes right in line with, with what you said what you were saying before, not not just on the power play, but in terms of, of playing. So Larkin played twenty two oh six. How about uh, Mantha playing 1958? Athens U played 1738. Tyler Bertuzzi 1405. Um, and where, who else did I want? Uh, the only kind of, I guess, veteran, quote unquote, that you'd say that was over 18 minutes was Franz Nielsen played 1840. But to your point, I mean, it's the youngsters also playing a lot of minutes for this team. And that's, again, what you want to see. Yeah, you you that's what that's what you want, and this whole notion of well they lose for Hughes and, and like no because you make losing okay, and you, know, it, you don't want to make it okay to lose for a young group, and it's not at eighteen percent. That's not worth it. <laughs> no, the, the, I mean, that and, is and, terrible and, odds. Yeah, and and also look how old tankings worked out for Edmonton and Buffalo, right? You know, Buffalo, they look like they finally kind of have it together. But how long has it taken them right. and to, I get, mean, to get it going? They're only 20 games in, so let's see how that exactly is going to play out. <laughs> right. right. And and then you look at Edmonton. I mean, they, they, yeah, they have Conor McDavid, but I think he still accounted for, what, 80% of the goals in Edmonton? Yeah. <laughs> you know? If kind of a you keep kind of a game off the score sheet, you're probably you're going to beat Edmonton, right? Yeah, probably. And and I went to the game a couple weeks ago when they were here. Two weeks ago, I, I went to the game and uh, and I I'm going to tell you what, watching kind of a game in person, that dude is unreal. Yeah, it is unreal how like how fast he goes without trying, and then when he turns it on, it's he's He's on a different planet, right? And and yet, 
So Dylan Larkin skated stride for stride with Connor McDavid in that game when 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 Edmonton was here. And and you had even said what I think it was during the off season that they both were playing in the World Championships and that uh, yeah. U.S. played Canada and, and you you watched a game where you thought Larkin was better than than McDavid. Well, yeah, because uh, Blasio was the coach of Team USA in, in the World Championships, and he matched up uh, Larkin with McDavid, and Larkin effectively shut Connor McDavid down in that game, where USA where USA came away with the victory in it. And and when you're looking at Connor McDavid, who's universally accepted as the best hockey player in the world, and when you and the guy on our team, you know, Dylan Larkin. Skate strive for sight with him and can hang with him. You can't have anything but hope and optimism when you look at this team going forward. Yeah. Now, but, right, but oh, go, go on. No, 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 you go ahead. No, no, you you do your thing. Well, I would because here's it's, the thing. I'm going to use this opportunity too, to 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 kind of take a moment and, and ask a a question that I hear from a lot of people that I, I I have a tough time, and by people I mean a friend or two. Um, and I am interested in hearing your response is that because I, I believe that a lot of credit needs to be given to, to coach Blashill for the fact that at what was it? Oh, seven and two, there was no quitting. And then, you know, all these comebacks, they're not quitting in games. They're not, they didn't quit on the season. And at some point, yeah, I mean, yes, the players play, but at some point you got to look at the coach and say, you've kept this going, and that's that's a credit to you. And what I get back immediately is, well, he, but they had the losing streak, so you got to blame the coach for that. They, they don't look good for long stretches of time, not just five, ten minutes. They take, they quote-unquote take periods off and, where they just aren't good and never have the puck. And they, um, what was it? They, even though they're winning the games, they're still falling behind by the two goals. So for as much credit as you want to give them or as much credit as quote unquote, I want to give them, you know, there also needs to be taken, uh, in stride or taken away because of the fact that there's, there's these, you know, there, there's the other, there's that, that other side of the coin. And I'm just interested to get your take on that take. Uh, well, so my my feeling is here's the thing: this team they they like their coach and they play for him, yeah. you know. And and that you look at this team last year, yeah, how bad how bad they finished, but they were in every, just about every game they were in. They didn't quit. They right. kept fighting. Now, now, yes, if you want to say, well, but they were down early. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. You know, you you can't ignore that. But the fact that you know, most teams, if they didn't like the coach, it's real easy to lay out. Right. Right. It's real easy to go, well, uh, we're now 2 nothing. Oh, screw it. Let's right. move on to the ne- next game, next town, whatever. But this team fights and they respond to him. And Blashillette, he has, he, has he has his finger on the pulse of this team and all the players believe in him. And you can't, you, you, you can't undervalue that. Right. You know, like it, it's the the players respond to what he is doing, to what he is saying. It's you know, it. I, I don't know if you saw it a few weeks ago. Zetterberg, he, he there's an article Zetterberg he did an interview, and he pretty much spoke about how him and Babcock's relationship 
was really sour towards the end of his tenure because guys would tune him out and Babcock, he's, Babcock's a hard guy to play for. Yeah. <laughs> he's yep. Mike, like told you like Mike Babcock, he's a hard guy to, to play for, hard guy to deal with. Yep. And, and Jeff Blaschel, I, I think he's taken all the best qualities of Mike Babcock and adapted them to his own, but he's left a bit of himself. And also, you got to remember, Blaschel, he's a college coach. Right. You know, so, and he had success in college as a college coach. So I think there's a little bit of that that kind of goes in it to where, you know, you have a little, in college, you have a little bit of that, that rah-rah spirit of, you know, let's do it for team and let's go, you know, to rally the troops, to rally the guys. And you, you, you have to remember, he had a lot of success in Grand Rapids with a lot of young players. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys have been playing with that for a blast show. You know, Nyquist won to call the cup with, uh, with blast show. You know, you know, so there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. And he knows, you know, when he had a great tenure in the AHL with the Griffins, because we had a good rapport with young players. So now this is a young team. Mm-hmm. And I think young players are buying in. And you have the veterans there who have been around. And they got their brains kicked in by Babcock for 10 years. And they're just happy to have someone else <laughs> there, I think. You know? So I think everybody's buying in. And that does nothing but help. Do you, do you think that there needs to be... Because this is last year of his contract. Yes, and right now Joe Quenville's out there. Uh, who uh, knows? He's if... going to St. Louis. He's now, going back to St. Louis. Now you think he's going to St. Louis, huh? I think he's going to St. Louis. Yeah. Is it? Does that? Is that change because? Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that's going to happen before the end of the year? You think Mike? Uh, is it Mike Yo's there right now? Right. Yeah. You think Mike Yo <laughs> will be at go and they'll bring him in before the end of the year? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, no, that's right it. now, you know, I think uh, yeah, the Blues, they're, they're, de- they're dealing with a little bit of injury issues there. So, you know, has a little bit of excuse there, has some, has some rope with it there. Right. But the Blues, they're a team, they're kind of in it to win it now, right? They made the deal for Ryan O'Reilly in the offseason. You have uh, Petrangelo, you have um, Tarasenko there, you know, you have the you have this core of guys who are there and you're ready to win now. Right. right? Like that's St. Louis third team. They're in win now mode. And Joe Quinville, you know, he had a long tenure in St. Louis before got a lot of success out of, out of teams that probably would not have been as good without, with a different coach. He's good. He's good with the older players. Yeah, as good as and, as good as Jeff Lashell is with with younger players, he's as good. He's the guy you want on your bench if you have a group of twenty eight to thirty three year olds that haven't won a cup yet. Right, and but also he does have a good rapport with younger players, you know, because we we told Chicago, Kane and Kane are still babies. That's right? a great point. It's you know, a great Kane point. Kane, Keith, Seabrook, they they were still young. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, so he he has that crossover ability where he can just get get to the veterans and the young guys. And and I don't. I, I said I felt that he would come. Back, he would come to Detroit. Um, I, he still could. I don't know. You know, it, the, the 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 turnaround the league had. 
it'll make it really difficult to justify firing Jeff Blasio right now. Right. You know, like it's our oh five and two, yeah, but they're they're nine three and oh since that, right? Right. Like, so, so it's just you know you, we gotta just let it play out. I mean, that's basically yeah. the moral and, story. And Joe Quinzo will be without a will be without a job as long as Joe Quinzo doesn't want a job. That's a great. That's very very true. <laughs> when, when he decides he wants wants a job, he'll get one. Right. He'll he'll be he'll be unemployed until he says I'm ready to be employed. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's weird because you look at you know Kings they fired their coach, Blackhawks fired Quinville, and last year there was no in season firing of coaches last year. And 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 let's be fair. I mean, let's be honest. And I and I said this last week. They it was the well we have nothing. We, I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna throw these guys under the bus because there's nothing. I mean, this is a firing to try to change momentum. Neither of these guys are at fault for what's going on right now. We have in Los Angeles' case, we have a roster that can't keep up in today's NHL. In Chicago's case, if we kept everybody, or if we found a way to keep everybody, we'd have the best team on the planet. But since we got rid of everybody, we don't have any sort of team on the planet right now. Well, well Dale Talon forgot to offer a contrast to Christopher Steeg yeah. and uh, and one other player, and so we had to overpay to keep them. And then I called him to lose Dustin Mufflin and Andrew Lack. So, yeah, you know, you know. And, but but also that's the NHL today, right? Like yep. if you're you're, you're going to be good, your penalty is when you're good is you you can't you got to let go of good players. And you and think you, Andrew Shaw's better that, than uh, Artemi Panarin? Yeah, and well, those that you know they didn't even assault him with the Panarin and Charleston trades, so. right? And they fired. And they also fired his assistant coach, who's a good friend of his, without letting him know ahead of time as well. Right. So that was that was coming. Stan Bowman will be. I guarantee Stan Bowman will be fired as the general manager in three years in Chicago. He won't be the GM in three years. Yeah. I he's gonna go ahead and put that out there as as a guarantee. There's no way because Stan Bowman butchered he butchered a lot of moves as well. Yeah, with uh, Joel Quinnville. But I mean that—that's where the league is now. Where you—you're gonna lose good players. You just gotta hope that you get some something in return that not equals it, but makes that blow less less crappy. Yeah. Because <laughs> what would the Blackhawks rather have Dustin Bufflin on their blue line than Connor Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even. To an extent, I mean, though I, I one I think's out of work and one sitting on a fourth line somewhere. Would the team even be better if they still had guys like Versteeg and Brower in their roster? I mean, yeah, when you look yeah. at that roster, you just don't recognize anybody. Right? Yeah, and that's and, and that that's that's the curse, right? You have to you have to make that decision. You know, you're, you're gonna lose good, you're gonna lose good players, man. Yep. If if you're when you have success, you're gonna have you're gonna lose good players. Yep. No. You know that that's the way the NHL works now. Yeah. And which is why, and that's one of the things where people I I get into this argument quite a bit with people when they dog Ken Holland. Like Ken Holland didn't forget how to draft. Right. He didn't forget how to how to run teams. 
They're like, well, we won't, we won't, he can't operate in the salary cap because he can't use for agency. I'm like, okay, like, who were the major guys that how went out, went after in free agency when the rules were good? Yeah, that's that's the biggest misnomer is that he bought off. <laughs> you know, like, like, the biggest Ken misnomer. Howard did his work via trades. Right. No, you're exactly right. You know, that's when Ken Holland worked his magic. Brendan Shanahan, trade. Chris Chelios, trade. Tom Hasek, trade. Yep. You know, he that he did his work at late late rounds in a draft and in trades. That's that's where he that's where he excelled at. Yep. It's just the rest of the league caught up to him draft wise. <laughs> you know? Yo, you're exactly right. And and now and now nobody's who would have guessed that Chris Chelios would have really traded for Chris Chelios? Chris Chelios is going to play more games in the Red League than the Blackhawks. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Who would have guessed that? And, and can, know, by the way, can anybody guess the names of the, 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 the prospects the Wings shipped out in that deal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the draft picks the Blackhawks used was Sandy McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah, go, go, go look at that deal. Wasn't it Anders Erickson in that deal? And in Harrison, yes, he was, a, he was a young defensive going back to Chicago. Yeah, I think I think yeah. we I think we won that deal. Oh, big time! Yeah, I, I think I, I, Charlie Ellis played more years with the Red Wings than Anders Harrison played in the NHL. Like I, <laughs> I feel like that's a stat. That's true. Like I, I don't have my Twitter phone to look it up, but I feel like that's something that's probably true. Yeah, no, that I mean that sounds very believable because I don't think Erickson did anything with the Hawks, and I don't remember him signing on with anybody after the fact. Yeah, no, and and then he tried to solve a tie law for Dominic Hossard. I know that when just thievery. Solve a tie law for one of the best goalies of his era. Yeah, right. Not yeah. Like that. And, of and, any and now era. we're starting to see, and now we're starting to see trades work out that he's made that Kyle's made made recently. Right. You know, we, we talk about Tulowski. Yeah, Hironic. They, they got a second-round pick that's to be Hironic, who is finding his way in AHL right now. And he's looking like he's going to be an NHLer sooner rather than later. And the fact that he got anything for Brendan Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, and they, I mean, they frequently bring up um, – what, what what did he do? It's the oh, and now I'm blanking on the on the player that it was for. But somebody wanted to go up two spots to get a guy, and then when we fell back the two spots, we got Mantha, and with the pick that we got, we got Pertuzzi, and now they're yeah. both in the top nine. And I am just I want to say it was San Jose, but I don't think that that's right. I I just I cannot remember who what that deal was, but they they, yeah, they I, went. I don't yeah I don't have a computer in front of me to look it up, but yeah. yeah. Drop back two spots, and you end up with a, with a guy that's two guys that are probably going to be in your top six throughout the course of the next five years. Oh yeah, it's I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like I mean, everyone looks like Ken Holland's terrible fighter. Why? The guy he didn't forget how to run a team. He didn't forget how to how to how to scout high. He didn't forget that stuff. Recently caught up to him. He had to adjust, and also, which I tell people constantly, that's remember he had a job to do. His owner, his boss, wanted this team in the playoffs every year. Right. And he did what I do to keep his job. Dave Dombrowski told my village, no, we really need to sell off parts because we're not good. And then Dave Dombrowski got fired. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you re- you bring and he went up. to Boston and fought all the Titans with him and won the World Series. <laughs> but but that's that's what it was. You know, Mike Edwards had a certain viewpoint of things, and Ken Holland just all right, fine, whatever. But see, you're not going to be around forever, right? But here's the thing: he, I think, and I and I have said this, and I have been very consistent on this. They did that. He did that. When Pavel, they weren't going to break it up while Pavel and Hank were still playing. They were going to try to piece it together for as long as they were playing. Just like Pittsburgh won't break it up as long as Malkin and Crosby are there. Exactly right. Even I don't care if they're in the late 30s. They're never going to really throw in the towel on anything. And then Chicago Chicago didn't have a choice. Yeah. They, yeah, too much bad, too much bad money. Um, yeah. and luckily Hank and Pavel were, Brian Bickle, yeah, exactly. $3 million. <laughs> I mean, Hank, Hank and Pavel were, were 13 million where Kane and Taze were taking up, uh, 20 million. So it, it's another reason yeah. why that fell apart quickly. But then he, I think that's why the Franz Nielsen signing happened. The idea being, all right, Datsuk left. Datsuk was at 70% the majority of the season. Let's replace a 70% Datsuk with a hundred percent Franz Nielsen. And see if we can keep it going. They couldn't, and they made four trade. De- they made four deals at that deadline. Four deals at the next, and here we are with, you know, um, Rasmussen and Bertuzzi and Athanasiu and Larkin up front are uh, playing major minutes up front. Uh, and then you got Chalowski holding down the fort back end. When to your point, Hironic should be should be back up at some point this season. And okay, hey, forget about Savari. That, that right. It's there's the other good defenseman they have. There's guys that we haven't even seen yet, and that we're going to see. Um, uh, you know, Zadina is still. You know, he's young. He's down there. Uh, Valeno, he's young. He's a first round pick. You know, there, yeah. there, there's in theory, there's help on the way too, guys. And so TSN did their. Uh, they to that point, they have the core four under twenty four. It's their thing they do every year. Okay. The rings, the Red Wings, like so, the top four players in, in your system under twenty four, and the ring, the Red Wings ranked eleventh this year, where they were seventeenth a year ago. Make yeah, that's and, huge. And they're up to eleventh. I mean, I, I mean, it was Edmonton was at the top. Was at the top. They're one of the top teams. So it was Toronto, but. I mean, these are teams like, and I constantly say this. I think the Wings, they need to adopt. They need to do what Toronto did. Toronto didn't tank. They went in every season trying to compete for a playoff spot. Once they were out, they traded off assets. They shipped guys out. And they made proper adjustments. I mean, Mitch Mariner, he's a, he's a top four pick. Uh, you know, they, they got Kaepernick off from the trade for Kessel. Right. They, you know, Willie Nylander, who isn't playing for them right now, but who's who from everything that I'm reading and seeing is is going to be traded in the next week or in the next week. He loses the season if he isn't signed by December 1st, right? Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're, everything I'm hearing, everything I'm hearing, there he's going to get moved. He's going to get dealt in the next week. Mm. But that, that guy, he's good. You trade really Nylander, they're going to get something really good in return. Yeah. No, there's uh there was you know, a, one I, of the I, I made the suggestion early in the season. You know, I said that Willie Nylander to Nashville 
you know, for for one of the defensemen. Not Subban Turk. I don't think that probably not doing that. You know what? What's No, you're right because I I was reading uh, an article that had the top three logical um, destinations for him, and one of them was Carolina with Justin Fault coming back who would immediately yep. be the best defenseman that they had. Another one was to Minnesota where Matt Dumba was coming back, who would immediately be the best all-around defenseman that they <laughs> yeah. had. And I want to say that they actually even said Nashville too, but I can't remember what defenseman they called for to be traded, or maybe it was just talking to you, but that was it. Taking them and and, and flipping Nylander for a, a, a better defensive defenseman, which is what I think they really need more than anything else. Yeah. I... I... That's what I, I. They need someone on that blue line because they give up. They give up a lot of shots. Yep. And you're, they're going to be asking Freddie Anderson to do a lot. Yep. Either that, or they need they're a really good playoff run. They need a backup goaltender. I think that can play thirty games in a year. That is awesome. That would be. I. That's the way you could circumvent it. Dealing, worrying about your defensive defenseman is, I think, if you were comfortable enough to let your backup play thirty games. Where so yes, when Anderson plays, he gets sees a ton of rubber, but then he's also got nights off to to recuperate. Anderson yeah. could see forty shots tonight, and he has to go tomorrow if it's a good team and see forty more shots tomorrow. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, you're right. That, that could actually be a remedy for him, but again. You look around the league, so many teams are dealing with golden and injuries, golden and issues, like whether it be injuries or their number one goalies just aren't playing well. I mean, Luongo just came back from injury. Flurry was out, missing time with an injury. Um, you know, Snyder's, Fort Snyder hasn't won a game in a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know, mean, uh, most of that is he's missing a ton of time to injury. However, you know, he's, he hasn't won. Like he hasn't he's struggled a bit this year. Yeah. Speaking Whereas, of you know, the Red the Red Wings, they're the few team and now Tampa they Vasilevsky's hurt. Right. He's miss he's gonna miss some time. Two grass is missing time in Boston. Now all of a sudden the Wings have the most probably have the most steady goalie goaltending goal combo in their division right now. Yeah. No, go figure. I know. <laughs> no, exactly right. And I and I'm glad you said Schneider because let's go ahead and break down this third game that happened this week, as the Wings played uh, the Devils yesterday afternoon. Quick turnaround. Um, they played Friday night in Ottawa. They go, uh, excuse me, Thursday night in Ottawa. They go Saturday afternoon against the Devils. And I heard, and, and I, I wasn't able to follow up. I kind of heard through the, that they had some sort of tra- uh, traveling issues and didn't get in as quick as early as they wanted to. Uh, yeah, don't know if that what came of that, but anyway, it started with uh, Pavel Zaka getting his first of the season after being sent down last week. A top ten pick got sent down. He comes back up, scores a goal from Brat, and that was to be the only score of the first period. Eleven thirty-five, the time of the goal, and it was one nothing Devils. It would stay that way until uh, the fifteen fifty-three mark when Blake Coleman would get a shorthanded goal, his seventh from C- uh, Severson and Green to make it two nothing. And again, a team not only now do you fall behind two, but you fall behind two, giving up a shorthanded goal. Is is there any more back bigger back back breaker than that? Giving up a shorthanded goal when you're looking to tie it, and now you're down two all of a sudden. Yeah, and and also their second power play was abysmal. The second power play I had in that game was absolute. They couldn't get in the zone. Yeah, they couldn't get anything going at all, and it just it. I was like, they're. I watching the. I watched the game live because, uh, you know, 
the, 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 the varsity football team that plays until, <laughs> until later on yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, love that. So, so I, I was I was fully in tune in that game, watching game. Like, oh, I don't I don't think they have it today. Right. That's what I thought. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're probably losing this one three one. I resigned. I was like, we'll get one, but I think we're gonna lose three one. Well, glad to say you were wrong, my friend. Luke Lendenning would get his third of the year at the eighteen twenty six mark, and I that's huge to get that to get that first goal of the game, to have something to feel good about going into period three. Uh, Chalowski and Bertuzzi got the assist. To your point, and, and that, and that, goals. that goal was set up by the work of Bertuzzi in his own and, and Chalowski's just ability with the puck to yep. pass up to, to get that puck to him. It was, that was a, that was a three man effort yep. on that goal. And then Glenn Denny buried it the way he did. Yep. And then third period, and third three-game goal streak, which I just realized because we're doing this, Michael Rasmussen ties the game late in the third period, and Detroit, again, going to play another one-goal game, and they're going to play a game that's going to go to overtime because of the work of, of Michael Rasmussen. Yeah, and Bernier looked good. His, his last couple starts, Bernier looked really good for the Red Wings. He made some big saves, especially down the stretch. Um, and then the field, Probably should. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Wings should have won that game in regulation, forty-two. But Gus hit, hit the post, and then Larkin, Larkin hit the same post. Gus hit, Gus hit the post in the first period. Larkin hits the same exact spot on the same post in the third period. Which I mean, the the, the Wings should, you can make the argument the Wings should have won that game forty-two. Uh, regulation. Yeah, no, you're you're right. But they ended up going at thirteen thirty-seven. Uh, it was the time of the Rasmussen goal, and again, it was Bertuzzi also assisting on that one with Green, and then just a perfectly run two-on-one. Uh, I forget who the defenseman back was, but he didn't take either player. Uh, who was it? Know, it's Manson Larkin. What are you going to do? Right, right. But the, <laughs> the pass was not taken away. Mantha made the pass. Larkin makes the one-timer, and at 4.09 of yeah. overtime, Detroit skates off with another victory, 3-2 to two in overtime. Um. And so, interesting that that should happen, as I think, I just lost you, didn't I, Walt? So, that's how that would end up. Walt, I'm actually going to, I I think we need to go because this, the Skype just said that there there might be out of cash on the, the Skype in this room. It oh, said something okay. about 23 well, seconds left on the Skype, so, or 23 cents left on the Skype, so maybe we should drop this. <laughs> all right, deal. Good talk. All good right, talk. I'll, Thanks, I'll, Walt. I'll talk to you later. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> Bye. All right, later, bud. All right, so just to finish the thought up on that one, uh, Larkin would get his eight of the eighth from Mantha. Just a beautiful one-timer, a great work by Detroit in the extra session to get the victory. Um and to get back to 500, you know, they, they got to 8-8. Eight and eight. They lose the game against Ottawa. Come back, get back to 500 with the victory um, against the Devils last, or uh, I should say yesterday afternoon. Um, other numbers from that game, Detroit would end up with uh, being outshot by 10-40-30. But again, good in the faceoff circle, 56-44 in terms of percentages. Over 2 on the power plane, as Walt said, they were, gave up the shorthanded goal and were not good on that second opportunity. They outhit the Devils 21-15, outblocked the Devils 16-13, but they gave four more pucks away 
as they gave away 10, while the Devils were only credited with six giveaways. Detroit also lost Darren Helm in the first period of this game, so that knocked everybody's minutes up some. As he's been most of the season, Larkin well over 20. Mantha just under 20. Nyquist just over 19. Um, Athanasiu also over 19 minutes, which is great to see because he's a player that that wants the ice time, and he's getting it because he's earning it, and that's that's key, and that's what Jeff Blashill's wanted, and that's what what he's getting. Um, you know, it, it's funny. How about this? Who do you think led the 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 ice time uh, defensively? It was the Kaiser at fifteen on, or twenty five oh nine, and then Jensen at twenty four twenty seven. Chalowski, Green, Cronwell, and Daly all under twenty minutes, despite the game going to overtime. So again, kind of rolling through the defense pairings, rolling through the lines. I think part of that's because you didn't have to kill any penalties. So it, it kind of helps you kind of roll, just roll lines and roll lines. And, and Detroit comes back and gets the big win over Keith Kincaid and the New Jersey Devils in that game. Uh, so again, that, that win improved Detroit to 9-9-2 nine, nine, and two on the year. Um, and this week coming up for the Red Wings, they, uh, don't have much. I think it's actually might just be the Boston game on Wednesday, which is kind of becoming a tradition here where they are playing a, the Thanksgiving Thursday before Thanksgiving, uh, the seven, uh, 30 start time for the game at little Caesars arena. Boston will be in town to play our Red Wings that day. Then one of the things I love about the NHL, they take Thanksgiving off just like they take out what they put the roster freeze on the day before day after and Christmas day. I think are the three days they put the roster freeze on. Love that. I think it's great. Don't think teams should have to deal or players should have to worry about being traded and whatnot um, around that time. So that's kind of, that's good stuff that they're doing there Friday. They're right back at it though, as they will head to Washington to play the Capitals and the kind of so the week does end up getting busy is on the 24th so back to back after thanksgiving so thanksgiving on the 22nd and then on the 23rd they're in washington at four o'clock before coming home to play the much better than i think people expected buffalo sabers at 7 p.m on november 24th hope you can tune in and hope for another week where the wings can win two (laughs) In overtime, I don't care when they win them, but if this team wins two more games, think about it. They're, we're coming in next week having played 23 games and talking about a team that's over 500. And that, really, my friends, I don't know. Did that ever seem possible? I, I, I got to say it. It really never did, given the way this season started. Thank you so much for Mr. Walt Barnes for calling in here on In the Box today. So I didn't, you guys didn't have to listen to me talking to myself all day. Appreciate that from Walt. Folks, we hope you have a great, great Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, we probably will be taking next uh, Saturday or Sunday off so we can fully maximize our holiday. But just follow us at facebook.com backslash in the box uh, to follow up when the next showtime will be. Well, I got the music playing. So one final time, thank you so much for joining us here on In the Box. I'm Thomas. That was Walt. Everybody have a good week, and we will talk to you soon.